I feel blessed as ever then. I'm the best I've ever been. So it's the Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing today? It is the month of December. We are in the final month of the year, which means we are down to the conference championship in college football, which is going to lead to the CLP rankings on Sunday. And we will know which teams are in, which teams are out, which teams are going to a New Year's Six Bowl and all the other bowls therefore out there. Nevertheless, the playmaker is here. Darnell Silence is here for bearing down the great iron. We got a good one for you today. You know, we're gonna recap rivalry week. We're gonna dive into the CLP rankings. We're gonna look at championship weekend. And I gotta talk to Gator Nation, unfortunately, as well. So good show for you. But you know what? There's no too many drill today. I have a replacement for that. But instead, we're going to go right into our gridiron roundup. It was rivalry week last weekend, and we had our campus tour that began in the Oregon Classic, Eugene, Oregon. You see the Ducks dominate Oregon State 31-7. We had a, a lot going on in the American Who's going to be in the American Championship? Two lanes solidified. They spot with a 29-16 win. You see the battle for the green for the Governor's Cup in Kentucky. Kentucky upsetting Louisville. Oklahoma State was down early. They came back to beat BYU for the 34. Down in the swamp of Gainesville, Florida. Florida State escaped Gainesville for the 24 to 15. And for the third year in a row, the third year in a row, even without John Harbaugh, the Michigan Wolverines have beaten their arch rivals, the Ohio State Buckeyes. The winner goes to the Big Ten Championship, which that would be Michigan for the third consecutive year. Now, let's dive a little deeper into this. Uh, Oregon was not playing games with Oregon State. Just destroyed them 31-34. Bo Nix is making a claim for that Heisman. He was 33 for 40. 367 and two touchdowns. Dude, Bo Nix has one more game to solidify that Heisman Trophy, and it's a big one, okay? Because he ain't the only one that's fighting for that Heisman, okay? And also the Pat Tour Championship, and also a CRP spot. But man, what a display by Bo Nix in that one. Down in the American Conference, the American Conference was going to be decided last weekend. The first slot was selected. By Tulane, the Greenways are going to defend their crown as they defeated the UTSA Roadrunners 29-16. to Much-needed game. The second quarter for the Tulane Greenways was where they were at when you outscored UTSA 16-3 in the second quarter. Going into halftime with a 23-10 to lead and 
The Road Runners couldn't overcome that. Shout out to Tulane. They are defending the American Championship in the American Championship Conference game this weekend. Good shot to y'all. Let's go to the Governor's Cut the Brew Glass, which is Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky, by the way, and the upset of the weekend. The Kentucky Wildcats went into Louisville and stunned 10th-ranked Cardinals 38-31. to Oh, man. That is that is a heartbreaker right there. That is a definite heartbreak. The turning point of the game was the fact that Louisville went up 10. It was 17 to 7 Louisville after Gerard Jordan one yard touchdown run. The following kickoff, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Brown's 100 yard kickoff return was the turning point of that game. It allowed, it gave Kentucky momentum. It gave Kentucky a reason to play. Okay. Even though Louisville went down to score it. After that kick return, it became the Ray Davis show. Okay, he had a 29-yard touchdown catch. Then he ran and he had another 29-yard touchdown catch. He had three total touchdowns. That kick return helped keep Kentucky within the game, and Louisville couldn't stop him. It was a heartbreaker for the Louisville Cardinals in the ACC. From Louisville to Stillwater, Oklahoma, which would have been the biggest upset of the weekend. Because BYU jumped out to a 24-6 lead at halftime on Oklahoma State. And then the second half collapse happened for BYU. Outscored 27-10 to 10 in the second half. As the game goes in a double overtime, and Oklahoma State Cowboys selectify. They slide in the Big 12 championship against Texas. This means Oklahoma is out. What a game. Good job by the Cowboys and Mike Gundy. Down to the swamps of Gainesville, Florida, when we saw the Florida State Seminoles without Jordan Travis trying to keep their CFP hopes alive against their arch rival down in Gainesville against the Gators. The backup, the battle of backup quarterbacks, you know, Jordan Travis was injured for the Seminoles. Graham Hurts, Graham Mertz was injured for the Gators, so we had we had a battle of the back of quarterbacks, Ty Wanamaker and Max Brown going against each other. Florida State escaped, man. They escaped. Florida State was the more disciplined team than Florida. This is the reason why Florida State is 12-0, and and Florida is 5-7 and and not going to a bowl game. And Florida State he still has an opportunity to win their conference in the ACC championship game and get into the CFP. Good job by the Seminoles. No hate over here. Y'all were the better team, the more disciplined team. Y'all deserve to go. And then the game of the week was down in Aaron Iowa, Michigan, the third and final game of Jim Harbaugh's Big Ten suspension. How would this work into the favor of the Michigan Wolverines after they beat the Ohio State two consecutive years in a row? Can they make it three? And Ohio State is looking for a payback as much as they can. This game was back and forth, nip and tuck, back and forth all the way. But when it came down to it, with Michigan getting a 10-point lead early in the fourth quarter, Ohio State couldn't respond quickly enough to overcome, thus dropping 30-24. to For the third consecutive time, the Michigan Wolverines have beaten the Ohio State Buckeyes, thus granted them 
the spot in the Big Ten championship game against Iowa. KJ McCord, 18 for 30, 271, two touchdowns, two interceptions. That's the last interception that pretty much ended the game for the Michigan Wolverines. JJ JJ McCarthy was 16 for 20, 148, a touchdown. Blake Crown, 22 carries, 88 yards, two touchdowns. Trayvon Henderson for Ohio State had 19 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. Marvin Harrison Jr., five catches, 118 and a touchdown. It was a good game. It's called the game for a reason. These game, these games have been good. They have these games have been for pretty much all the marbles, okay? Because usually when you win this game, you're win the Big Ten and you're in the playoff. That's usually what it is. I can expect the same thing this year, but I'll get to that later. Great game, great atmosphere, great job. Michigan moves on, and that's all you can say about that. But there's some more games from every week we need to look at. The Iron Bowl between Alabama and Auburn. Iowa doing anything against Nebraska. The battle for the Apple Cup between Washington State and Washington. And just the good old-fashioned hey down in Georgia between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Starting off with the Iron Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Man, oh, man. Alabama, Auburn. Alabama has to have the win. To stay alive for the CFP, because they was they was already in the SEC championship game against Georgia. That was solidified two weeks ago, but they needed a win, and especially come going against a team who just lost to New Mexico State in Auburn at home over the plains. War Eagle, uh, Aggies of New Mexico State walked in there the week before and spanked that ass of Auburn. He had a feeling Auburn was going to come out angry. Pissed off because they know they embarrassed themselves and they embarrassed their Southeastern Conference. And that's what they did. They came out angry. They came out to play. Dipping tough back and forth. And all of a sudden, Auburn took the lead. They they took a 21-20 lead off of Javar Johnson, 27-yard catch from Peyton Thorpe. They added a field goal to make it 24-20 in the fourth quarter. And Alabama had one drop left. Matter of fact, they had one play left. Fourth and goal from the 31-yard line. You need a touchdown. A field goal can't cut it for you. You're, you're, you're under a minute to go. You can't kick a field goal. A field goal does you no justice. And somehow, in some way, Isaiah Bonds, in the back corner of the end zone, catches the ball when everybody from Auburn was back there on the back line trying to defend a, what pretty much is a Hail Mary. Man, I look at it and I tell you, you 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 can't you can't explain it. There's there's nothing to explain on that. You just oh man. What a save for Auburn. I mean what a save for Alabama. What a save. For Alabama. I mean, cause that their CRP was about to be up in smokes. And then that play happened. Bonds. Isaiah Bonds is his name. Remember that name, Crimson Tide. Bonds. Isaiah Bonds. Remember that name. Cause he kept you alive for the CRP playoffs. With that catch in the corner of the end zone. 
and the tears of Auburn fans was running down their face and sheer shock and disappointment. They need to name it the Bonds catch. Because Bonds bailed them out. Man, oh man. What a game down in Auburn, Alabama for the Iron Bowl. Another one down in Auburn to remember. Now you have the kick six that went Auburn's way. Now you have the Bonds catch that went Alabama's way. Iowa did that thing. Which is not really saying much because they, they just play defense and whatever points they can get, they can get. So on last Friday, uh, 17 ranked Iowa Hawkeyes kind of patted their stats up a bit, try to get themselves ready for the Big Ten Championship game. 13-10 win over Nebraska. Good job. You didn't you, you didn't get upset. You handled business. You did what you had to do to get the dub. Then the Apple Cup, Washington State and Washington down in Seattle, Washington. Remember I told you, y'all can throw the records out the door. You can throw the rankings out the door. You can throw whatever out the door. We just talked about it when he talked about Auburn and, and Alabama. So everything, Auburn got beat by New Mexico State the week before, and that's how they played against Alabama. Same thing here, Washington State and Washington. Back and forth, nip and tuck. Michael Pittman Jr. has everything on the line here. Your spot for the CFP on the line. Your spot for the Heisman is on the line. Only spot that wasn't on the line was the Pac-12 Championship game because y'all was already in. But Washington State came in there and they was ready for a fight. Back and forth they went. And when it came down to it, with no time remaining, Grady Gross, 42-yard field goal, sends the Washington Huskies, the fourth reigning Washington Huskies, to 12-0 on the year as they get ready to travel to Las Vegas. Michael Pittson Jr., 18 for 33, 204, two touchdowns and interception. Not really the numbers you want to hear from a Heisman, a Heisman finalist, but that's what he had. But he's still alive. He's still alive. And then a good old-fashioned hate. Georgia. We're going to the ATL, ladies and gentlemen. It was in prime time action. The number one team in the land. The two-time back-to-back reigning defending national champions. The Georgia Bulldogs going against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. This game got interesting. Georgia Tech jumped out early on the Bulldogs. And then Georgia came storming back. They jumped out to a 7-0 lead. Georgia answered back. 10-7. Georgia Tech. Georgia responded with a touchdown. And you know the difference is? Georgia Tech was kicking field goals while Georgia Bulldogs was scoring touchdowns. That's the name of the game. One team's kicking field goals. The other team's scoring touchdowns. You know what team's going to win. And that would be the number one team in the land. Because they started putting up touchdowns, and Georgia Tech could not match touchdown for touchdown. They went to field goal for touchdowns. That's not going to get it done. That's why you see the final score of 31-23, the number one team in the land. They got ready. They got out of there. Now they're getting ready to head back to the ATL for a match with the Bama, with the Bama Crimson Tide for the ACC championship game. All right? And that was a champ. That was rivalry week, okay? 4-2 on the, on the week. 
I didn't see Louisville getting beat by Kentucky. I can tell you that. But man, you know, I it was a rivalry week. You know, a lot of injuries took place between Florida and Florida State. I figured Florida might have a chance to win, which they did. I just didn't think uh being undisciplined would come into play, which happened. So shout out to Florida State. So four and two in the year, got my point pick right. 55 and 23 to close out the regular season. 32 games above 500. I must say, man, y'all need to give me my props, okay? I have been killing it when it comes to college football picks. NFL, not so much, but college football, I have been killing it, okay? And I ain't been picking no easy games here. I've been picking the most want to watch, paid attention games here, and I had to pick and choose who I'm going with. And then the yes, the points. I mean, I've been killing the extra points there. I mean, there, there is no more uh, extra point fan vote because that was the last one for week 13. 10 and 3 on extra, on an extra point fan vote. 10 and 3. So if you look at it, if you really look at it, we talking 65 to 26, man, together. With all the fan, the, the games the fans had me to pick and the games that I had to do for campus to it. I've been killing the college football, man. I've been killing it, man. Give me my props, man. I love it. Love what I've been doing. So I love that. So we got that going. And then uh, but my conference picks has not been good. I lost Clemson in September. After they lost to Florida State. I lost Oklahoma last weekend because Oklahoma State made it to meet Texas and now Oklahoma in Texas. I got three shot stuff. I got Michigan in the Big Ten, Oregon in the Pac-12, and somehow I picked Georgia to win the SEC. But they playing against Alabama, so we gonna see on that one. So that's the gridiron roundup for this one. We gonna be right back. I gotta talk to the Gator Nation. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Let me say that one more time, because you know it's true. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Dak Prescott is overrated and he shouldn't be paid, okay? And the same thing with Pollard, I mean... Pollard breaking the tackles at that 57-yard touchdown run. I mean, we needed that big time. 33 points in the fourth quarter. Let me say that again. 33 points in the fourth quarter. And that's off of four turnovers committed by the Colts. See, at one point, and the fact that at the end of the third quarter, it was 21-19, to and the final score was 54-19. to Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that is completely unexpected. Cowboy Sock is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. The Playmaker Spot is sponsored by Lids. Locker rooms by Lids. Shop hats and official sports gear at Lids. Lids, the leading and number one destination for hats, gears, and everything that moves you. Make it a perfect shop for fans to find official sports hats, merchandise, and gears. Represent your team, your town, and your style with a snap pad, adjustable, fitted hat, or beanie from thousands of college and professional teams. Browse the very latest jerseys and t-shirts for the best teams out there. Liz has officially licensed professional and college sports teams apparel and hats featuring the hottest brands and trends. 
shop online or visit one of the hundred stores across the country. Lock them by Lids. LA Ram fans all over the nation, LA Ram fans all across the world. It took 21 years, but hey, the Rams are Super Bowl champions once again. Down at the Playmaker Silence here, longtime Ram fan, and the host of the RLA Rams podcast called Ramley Talk. On Ramley Talk, I tell you how it is the good, the bad, the indifferent. Coming with straight facts, with war emotion, and our vintage viewpoint on the Los Angeles Rams. Don't matter what era you grew up in, it could be the fifth and foursome era, the greatest show on turf era, and of course, the Super Bowl 56 champions that are currently the Rams. You can listen to Ramley Talk on all streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. So subscribe now and get all the content that you can get on the LA Rams. Horns up, Rams house, is LA Rams football. And welcome back to Bearing Down the Gridiron, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, you saw, you saw Cowboys talk with my boy Alex Agazop. Tune in to him to uh, his next episode because the Cowboys defeated the Seattle Seahawks last night on Thursday Night Football. What a game that was. 41-35, that was a hell of a game. Gino did his thing, that did his thing. C.D. Lamb went in, D.K. Metcalf went in. Oh, I mean, good grip. I can't, I'm looking forward to hear what... Uh, Bearman has to say about his team getting the nine and three on the year, getting a big win at home over the Seattle Seahawks. And Seattle, I don't know what to tell you. You dropped down to six and six. So, and then uh, if you ain't catch Ramley talk, catch it today. Catch it this weekend before we play the Browns. Talked about it yesterday. Great win against the Cardinals last week. Now we got the Dog Pound coming to LA. Got to handle business of we are the Los Angeles Rams because we got to keep fighting for that playoff spot. Okay, and get the six and six. All right. Now that we got uh, the great iron round out of the way for every week, before I dive into championship weekend, I have to address the Florida Gators and Gator Nation. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to sit here and we're going to have a state and emergency talk with the Florida Gators, all right? And this state of emergency of uh, the Florida Gators, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a rough year for us Gator fans, especially in football. We see the talent. We see the we see the, we see the talent. We see it. We see it. But for some reason, it wasn't our season. All right, it wasn't our season. We finished the season five and seven, fifth in the ACC East. We are not going to a bowl game this year after we lost to Florida State at home. That's like we did it them two years ago when they came to us with the same scenario and we knocked them off and they didn't make it to a bowl game. This is our turn that we didn't make it to a bowl game. And there's reasons why we are at five and seven. All right. We opened the season to get to Utah. They didn't have their starting quarterback, and we was not ready for this game whatsoever. Despite them having playing two backup quarterbacks, we was not ready. And we had the game in hand, and yet they was end up winning 24 to 11. Come home, we take care of Mimi State. We come home, a big game against 11 ranked Tennessee. We take care of business of them. We beat Charlotte, and then we go to Kentucky and we get our ass whooped. Just get our ass whooped in Kentucky. And then follow that up, we take care of business at home against Vanderbilt for a homecoming. We go to South Carolina, we sneak by them. Obviously, we come down to Jasper against the number one team in the lane, and we knew what was coming. 
We understood. We, we understood what was coming when it came to the Georgia Bulldogs. And then at home against Arkansas, walking the all-black unis for the first time ever in school history, and we lose in overtime. Then we go down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We go nip and tuck with a Heisman finalist and Jaden Daniels. But he goes over 600 yards on us by his goddamn self. And we lose 52 to 35. We head from that. We head from Baton Rouge to Columbia, Missouri to take on the Missouri Tigers. We go nip and tuck with the Missouri Tigers with a chance to win. Bram Hurst gets knocked out. Max Brown comes in and he has a chance to win it. But he doesn't play. So we lose that game. And also, we already talked about the Florida State game and the Gridiron Roundup. All right. So. Those are our seven losses. And my part is we lost the last five games, ladies and gentlemen. The last five. The Florida Gators have lost. The last five, and it's a painful one because we're talking from Georgia all the way down. We didn't win another game. We lost to Georgia. We lost to Arkansas, the LSU, the Missouri, and to Florida State. And the crazy thing is, Four of those teams will rank the matchups. Number one, Georgia. Number 19, LSU. Number nine, Missouri. And number five, Florida State. And the crazy thing is, outside the Georgia game, we was in a close battle with LSU. Close battle with Missouri. And a close battle with Florida State. The talent is there. It is there. But those are not the problems or why the Florida Gators did not get to a bowl game and didn't have a season that we thought we was going to have. There's two games, two games that shut us down. The first one is the Kentucky game. We was rolling in, feeling good. We whooped on Tennessee. We gave them a beating that they'll never forget down in the Gainesville. And then we walked into Kentucky and got our ass whooped. Ray Davis rent for 280 damn yards and three damn touchdowns. Tennessee as a whole ran the ball for 329 yards and three touchdowns. We got our ass handed to us in Lexington, Kentucky. That was something that was not supposed to happen, but it happened. That's crime number one. But crime number two is the more egregious one, okay? It's more egregious one. It's crime number two. Crown number two is in Gainesville, Florida, ladies and gentlemen. We hosted the Arkansas Razorbacks, who were coming in at two and six. We decided to rock the Black Unis for the first time ever in Gator history for that game. We're talking week 10, if I may call, week 10. We had to go in overtime because Arkansas jumped out to a 14-0 lead. We answered back with 14 points of our own. Kentucky gets a field goal. We kick a field goal. It's 17-17 at halftime. We grabbed the lead at the end of the third quarter, a three-point lead. Arkansas answers with a field goal. We get a field goal. We let them score a touchdown. We come back and score a touchdown. They kick a field goal to send it overtime. And yet, we kick a field goal in the first overtime. And with such ease, ladies and gentlemen, with such ease, I'm going to give you the actual final drive of the Arkansas Razorbacks. We score is Arkansas's turn. First and 10 at the Florida 25. 
quarterback keeper by KJ Jefferson rushes rushes to the left with a gain of 10 yards out of bounds to the floor to 15 yard line out of bounds. But it's a holding call on the play that makes it first and 20 at the 35 yard line. First and 20 at the 35 yard line of Florida, KJ Jefferson runs for 20 yards to the get a 15 for a first down. First and 10 at the 15. Raheem Sanders runs for 11 yards to the Gators four-yard line. First down, Arkansas. And, from, and first and goal from the four-yard line, K.J. Jefferson completes pass to Tyrone Bardon, Bardon for a four-yard touchdown. Arkansas wins 39-36. We had them first and 20 at the 35. And in three plays, the game was over. Three plays, the game was over. The egregiousness of that loss right there is the reason why we are not 6-6 six and six and we are 5-7. and seven. That's the reason why. Right there. Just, just let Arkansas real easily go down the field and beat us in our own building. And I own building. Just smoked everything down the field, made it easy. And this is what we had to deal with. Okay? This is what I had to deal with. And this is why we are 5-7 and seven on the season. And then this leads us to next year's schedule. Ladies and gentlemen, the next year's schedule, well, we talked about it so much. Currently, this is currently in the top three of toughest schedules for 2024. It will be a battle for Florida in this schedule because you will see Miami, we will see UCF, and we will see Florida State. And then the AC, and then the ACC conference matchup. A home date with Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. With us having Georgia right here in down in Jacksonville, Florida, where I'm currently resigned at, we go to Tennessee, and we go to Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. The key games. For the conference play, and also you can throw we we going we we going to Startsville to see uh the the Cowbells in Mississippi State. The only the only real win we have on here is Stanford and Sanford, and that's at home. Outside of that, that can go either way because that schedule right there is ridiculous. And those who you see right here, I do believe that is should. I think that is our uh, number one recruit right there, our new quarterback that's coming in. But speaking of quarterbacks, Graham Hurst is returning to Florida for a red shirt senior campaign and a second season with the Gators, which is good to know. So we will have our signal caller back. We'll see how the new class comes in, especially with that new quarterback coming in, see how that goes. Quite a Quite a few people are uh, jumping in the transport port out of Florida. Things like that happen. There's nothing new. Let's see. Uh, no word on Billy Nephew's status, and I do believe they're going to stick with him for nothing because this is a hard schedule. You don't want to bring in a new coach to deal with this schedule and try to do a new philosophy and all this other stuff with this type of schedule. This is a top three scheduling right here. Top three, okay? If Florida can win eight games out of if Florida even make a bowl game this next season out of, out of this schedule, Leave Billy Napier alone, because this is a tough schedule here. But we'll see how that goes. But it's just a rough year for Gator Nation, man. It's a very, very rough year. 
in football. And uh, it's, we we got we got to deal with it. It is what it is at this point, and we have to deal with it. So, with that being said, that is the uh, state of the emergency addressed by the Florida Gators with the playmaker here. Another break, and then when we come back, we're going to dive into uh, championship weekend. The Playmakers Blog is sponsored by Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment. So much, so much to stream from shows and movies you can only catch here on Paramount Plus. Whether it be from CBS, BET, Comedy Central, Liquid Loading, and so much more. The new home of Showtime. Watch Showtime original series, movies, and sports when you sign up for Paramount Plus with Showtime. Catch exclusive originals from Paramount Plus such as Star Trek, Strange Wars, The Family Stallones, Halo, and so much more. You also can stream live sports like NFL on CBS, the UEFA Champions League, the Masters, and the SEC on CBS. Paramount Plus, you can stream up to three devices when you create an account. So Paramount Plus plan starts at $5.99. If you hit that link below, you can get a free trial. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC. Killing Mbappe just all of a sudden finally understood his role, and I think he finally understood that everything Killing Mbappe has accomplished already, you know, there is still a hell of a lot waiting for him in the future. Killing Mbappe is only 24 years old. He has accomplished so much, and you know what? Kylian Mbappe has not even reached his prime. Finally seeing, you know, the Marcus Rashford we have been hoping for for such a long time, you know. But, you know, this game, you know, after after everything Manchester United has been, you know, doing lately, you know, th this was actually the ultimate test, you know, to see if Manchester United, you know, all, honestly was all of a sudden for real. I, I explain this. The United States, maybe they have to suffer this loss as a lesson to learn to prepare for the future. Because four years from now, the World Cup is in not one, not two, but three countries. The United States of America, Canada, and Mexico. Into the NetFC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bearing Down the Grand Iron here. It's that time. We in our race in no time. We finna jump right into it. It's going our campus tour, conference championship stop. And to begin it all, let's look at the CLP rankings out of the gate. Georgia's number one, Michigan number two, Washington number three, and Florida State gets back to number four with that win over the Florida Gators and Ohio State losing to Michigan. Speaking of Ohio State, they are ranked six right behind Oregon, Texas at seven. Alabama's at eight, Missouri's at nine, and Penn State's at ten around out the top ten. As you can see, do you see the rest of the top twenty-five right here? This is where we at right now, and uh, it's time to get to a championship weekend. Conference USA tonight, seven p.m. Conference USA, the New Mexico State Aggies against the Liberty Flames, the twenty-fourth ranked team in the land. This should be a fun one. I that game is at Liberty. So have fun with that. 
I want to see can the Flames finish off the perfect season in Conference USA. Can they do it? Because uh, we just saw New Mexico State two weeks ago walk into Auburn and put the beating on the Auburn Tigers. Okay, So CBS Network, Sports Network, should I say CBS Sports Network has that game for you at 7 p.m. Conference USA. And that game, Liberty is at Williamson Stadium in Virginia, Lexenburg, Virginia. So good luck to the Flame. Good luck to the Aggies. Winner will be crowned for the Conference USA. Then at 8 p.m. on ABC tonight is a rematch in the Pac-12. It's the Pac-12 Championship. Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are talking the fifth ring. The Oregon Ducks coming from Eugene, Oregon, going against the third rank. I don't know why that says six. Mistake on my part. That should be the third rank. Huskies of Washington. Well, then again, the way Vegas is treating them, they might be the sixth rank team, the way Vegas is treating them. Good graces in the land. ESPN analytics says 75.8% in favor of the Ducks in this rematch. ESPN bet says minus 10 Ducks. They are double-digit favorites. The Oregon Ducks are... I, if I recall, didn't Washington win this game in Seattle? Not Oregon, right? But a 10-point favorite is the Ducks. And this game has so much right on it. CFP rankings. Petro Championship. Heisman between Bo Nix and Michael Pittson Jr. Okay, if you look at the quarterback matchup, Bo Nix has thrown for 3,906 yards. 37 touchdowns to two interceptions. Michael Pittson Jr. Has passed for one just shy of 3,900 yards. He's at 3,899 yards passing with 32 touchdowns to eight interceptions. Could the winner of this game not only be the Pac 12 champion, not get his team to the CFP, but also solidify their Heisman in this game? Just throwing that out there. Could the winner of this game solidify three things for their team? Uh, CFP playoff spot. The Petro Championship and them the Heisman Trophy. This is what this 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 is the biggest game of the week. This is the biggest game of the week, bar none. Okay, that's tonight, tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. We're gonna kick it off with the MAC Championship down at Fourth Field of Detroit, Michigan. It's the MAC Championship between. The Miami of Ohio and the Toledo. So it's Miami Red Hawks against the Toledo Rockets. 60% is in favor of Toledo in this one. Okay. We got 10 and 2 versus 11 and 1. Toledo's an eight-point favorite according to ESPN. It's gonna be an interesting one in the match championship. Who can come out the match championship victorious? Not only with a 10-win season, but with a conference championship to boot. You should see on that one. That's at ESPN at 12 p.m. At the same time, at 12 p.m. on ABC, it is the Big 12 Championship between the 18 ranked Cowboys of Oklahoma State against the seven ranked Longhorns of Texas. Welcome, Horns are coming to Texas, coming to ATT State, the billion dollar playpen when the Cowboys are as well. So, ESPN says 80. 8% in favor of the Texas Longhorns. The Cowboys want to get 12% down. 
That's just them. They have no faith in y'all whatsoever. ESPN bet says 15 and a half of the favor of the Longhorns. Most people think this is going to be a blowout in favor of Texas. And if that is the case, Texas sets them up pretty good for a chance to get into the CFP ring, depending on what happens around them. But first order of business, they're the first team, they will be the first team on Saturday to need to take care of business first. That is the Texas Longhorns. Can they handle business? Or will the Oklahoma State Cowboys and Mike Gundy pull off a big upset to capture the Big 12 championship? That is, again, 12 noon, ABC tomorrow. And then we hit the 3 o'clock slate. And we're going to be going to the Mountain West when it takes us all the way back to Las Vegas, Nevada, at Allegiant Stadium, ladies and gentlemen, home of the UNLV Rebels as they host the Boise State Broncos for the Mac, for the Mountain West Championship, ladies and gentlemen. As we see here, ESPN says 55 56% in favor of the Broncos of Boise State, with ESPN bet saying two and a half point favorite of the Broncos. That game is on Fox. They like the Broncos in this one, the 75 team over the 93 Rebels or UNLV. We shall see how this goes down in Allegiant Stadium. But hey, UFV is the home team. They are at home. They're seeking that home crowd. Give them the backing that they need to beat Boise State and win the Mountain West Championship. From there, let's go to 4 o'clock. And let's go to the Sun Belt Championship. 4 p.m. ESPN. We are in the state of Louisiana, of Alabama, Troy, Alabama to be exact, as the Troy hosts Appalachian State. We have 8 and 4 Appalachian State taking on 10 and 2. Troy and uh, 5 and a half in favor of Troy. ESPN says 68 and a half in favor of Troy over the Mountaineers, who will have it down here. They did get the big win over James Madison. They had, they had the sun for them to hold their head on. If you're Appalachian State, the big win at James Madison, stopping their undefeated season. But Troy looks like a team that's not playing, not to be played with at 10 and 2 on the year. They ain't playing no games 4 p.m. ESPN on tomorrow. And then the big one of tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. The site of college game day, and how could it not be? It is the rematch that everybody looks forward to every chance they get. Some people are tired of it, some people are not. Some people love it, some people hate it. There's no in-between. But it is, yet again, the matchup between the reigning defending two-time bat-to-bat national champions, the number one team in the land, the Georgia Bulldogs, going against the eighth-ranked Crimson Tide of Alabama. Kirby Smart, Nick saving me one more again. Mercedes-Benz Stadium down in Atlanta, Georgia. 4 p.m. CBS. The final, the final, final, final SEC game to be broadcast on CBS. So when you're watching this game, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to remember all the good games that CBS provided from the SEC. So this is the final game that would be ever broadcast on CBS. This is the final call for Brad Lesnar and Gary Darrington calling the SEC. Because from this point forward, after this game closes, 
the SEC will be fully on the networks of ESPN, which includes the ABC network. So with that being said, for the final time on the on CBS, the SEC on CBS, the reigning defending number one team in the land, the Bulldogs are favored by ESPN at 52.1%. Alabama is at 47.9%. Now ESPN bets that says five point favorites of the Bulldogs. Who will have the crowd? Would it be the Georgia crowd? Would it be a Bama crowd? Or will it be split down 50-50? How would Jalen Merrills handle the Georgia defense? How would Carson Beck handle the tie defense? So far, Kirby Smart has been having Nick Saban's number. Will Nick Saban get that number back? Or will Kirby Smart continue to roll as he's been rolling? They haven't lost a game in damn near two seasons, okay? Matter of fact, that last time they actually lost was against the Georgia, was against Alabama. And this is the very exact game of the SEC championship game. Ever since that team, ever since that game, they've been re- re- beating everybody consecutively for two whole seasons. They meet again, 4 p.m. for the final time. CBS, it goes down. Then from there, we head to New Orleans, Louisiana. As Tulane puts their Pac-12 championship on the line. Against SMU, it's the Greenway, it's the Ponies down in the Big Easy, 4 p.m. ABC. Can the Tulane Greenway rank 22nd in the land, go back-to-back American champions, or will the Ponies of SMU bring a conference championship back to the Dallas-Fort Worth area? As of right now, ESPN says 72.5% in favor of the Ponies. Of SMU, given the reigning defending American champions of 27.5% of them doing such things. And then ESPN bet has it differently. It says three and a half favorite of the reigning defending American champions, the two main green ones. That should be something to behold. That'd be something to watch going forward. And then we get down to the final two major championships, beginning with the A. CC, 8 p.m. ABC, the ACC championship game. The 14-ranked Louisville Cardinals are in Charlotte to take on the fourth-ranked Seminoles of Florida State in Charlotte. The first goal of business, how would Wudermaker step up against the Louisville Cardinals defense who has been prone to turn teams over? But how will Pumler handle the speed of the Seminoles' defense? Will Coleman step up and be that leader for the Seminoles? Or would it be Benson, who had a three-touchdown game against the Gators down in the swamp? ESPN Analytics has it in the landslide for the Florida State Seminoles. 74.4% in favor of the Seminoles. ESPN bet says... A point and a half favorite of the Seminoles. This game is a tricky one. Because the fact that there's a backup quarterback playing for Florida State, and you have a Louisville team who's pretty much pissed the hell off that they lost to Kentucky at home, and that's an embarrassment that they got to get over. A win by Florida State. They probably set themselves up real pretty to make 
the college football playoffs, but a loss to the Louisville Cardinals. And everything that you work for goes down the drain for the Florida State Seminoles. To be 12-0 and lose to a Louisville team who took a L to the Kentucky Wildcats will be damning to the Seminole faithful. How would it be? How would it go? We'll find out 8 p.m. tomorrow night, ABC. And speaking of 8 p.m. tomorrow night, probably the game that will be the most lopsided game of all the championship games. It is the Big Ten Championship between the second-ranked Wolverines of Michigan taking on the 16-ranked Hawkeyes of Iowa up in Indianapolis, Indiana, Locust Oil Stadium. And Jim Harbaugh is back. Ooh. Jim Harbaugh is back. This team is riding high. This team has been riding high ever since the NCAA has been coming after Jim Harbaugh. And they haven't, they've been riding even more of a high when the Big Ten did what they did to Jim Harbaugh. Can, Louis, can Iowa's defense stop the Michigan running attack? ESPN analytics says 92.6% in favor of the Wolverines. This is not a chance in hell, they are saying. ESPN bet says 22. Michigan is a 22-point favorite. That's a lot of damn points for a conference championship game. Championship game period has a lot of damn points. Good crazy. And the over-under is 34 and a half. Oh, my gosh. The way, the way, the way they doing, Michigan might get that by their damn self. Because Iowa's offense ain't not, it's not that impressive. Iowa has been winning 13-10, 15-13, 22-0, 10-7. They lost to Minnesota, which is damn near 12-10. Like, Michigan has been scoring 30, 30 points damn near every game. They beat Ohio State 30-24, Maryland 31-24. Okay, they beat Penn State 24-15, but they will send a message that we're going to run the ball and they can't stop it, which is damn near. They beat Purdue 41-13. They beat their they in-state rival, Michigan State, 49-0. So good gracious. That is a yeah. I'm just gonna say yeah, because uh there's nothing I can say on that one. All right. So that is our championship conference championship campus tour for One last break, and then when we come back, I, my picks, and we're getting up out of here. Shooting lights out. Joel and B has been a monster doing his eight-game streak, scoring 35.6 points per game, shooting 55.7 from the field, shooting 52.4% from three-point range, and while averaging 10 rebounds a game doing his eight-game streak. That Carroll is leading the way in my book for rookie of the year. Nine game winning streak that they got going on. Because if they do, you're going to see a lot more of this when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. And don't be surprised when they mean mugging you looking like some soup. When they play ball, you see the results 13 and 3 in their last 16 games. At the nine-minute mark in the third quarter, the Portland Trailblazers was up 78 to 53. 
that is a 25 point. This is after this took place in the second quarter. We going for the second quarter. 25 straight Big East games from last season to this season. They are 0 and 25. This could be catching his last year as the head coach of the Boys More of this, less of that. More of this, less of that. Okay? All streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a whole lot more. This has been Shooting the Lights Out. Masterpiece. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Yep, shooting lights out. Sorry about the technical difficulties because uh, that's not what I wanted. But see, I can get that audio fixed and get that straight and then have that ready for the next time I play that. But uh, welcome back to Bear Down and Grand Iron. One last thing to do my Bear Down Pick 6, which is now the Bear Down Pick 10. Give you all my championship picks. We're going to get out of here and get ready for this weekend and then Sunday, 12 noon, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's NFL Sunday, but you can spread out a good hour of your time from 12 noon to about 1. We're going to find out who's in the CLP playoff. We're going to see who's in the New York Six game and who all is playing bowl games. And then we can watch our NFL football. So let's get to it. The NFL, my bear down pick six. Give me the Liberty Frames. They make it an undefeated season for them as they beat the New Mexico Aggies. To win the Conference USA Championship. Give me the Oregon Ducks. Payback is a you-know-what. And Oregon's going to use every bit of it. Give me Oregon to get revenge on our Washington Huskies. Win the Pac-12 Championship. Give Bo Nitz the Heisman and see the Oregon Ducks in the CLP. That's Friday. Let's go to Saturday. And on Saturday, I'm going with the upset. Give me Miami of Ohio to upset the Toledo Rockets and Detroit, Michigan to win the MAC championship. I'm going upset. I'm going with it. I'm going with it. I mean, what? I, I, I'm i sorry. Uh, Texas is on the road. Texas ain't playing around. Give me the Texas Longhorn, Steve Sharkeesian, over Mike Gunny and Oklahoma State Cowboys to win the bit for a championship. And they'll sit back and see how everything else goes and see if they can get into the CFP playoffs. Despite Boys are getting all the love. I'm going with the home team. I'm going with another upset. I'm going UNLV to the Finn home turf at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, and beat the Boise State Broncos to win the Mountain West Championship. And then Sunbelt. Give me Troy. Give me Troy has been rolling. Troy ain't playing no games. I don't see him stopping here, especially at home in Alabama. And Troy, Alabama, by the way. Give me Troy over Appalachian State to win the Sun Belt. And then it gets interesting. I think for the first time in my uh, broadcasting, podcasting career, ladies and gentlemen, I am not picking Alabama. I am picking the number one team in the land. I am picking the Georgia Bulldogs to escape Atlanta, Georgia with the SEC championship game over Nick Saban in Alabama. This is a first for me, okay? I don't pick against Nick Saban. 
but I'm doing it on this one, and I'm picking a rival of mine at that as well. Give me the Bulldogs over the Crimson Tide. Ugh, that don't feel right, but I'm doing it. Ugh. Give me the Greenway. They're going back to back, man. The ponies, y'all look good. Y'all handle business. But give me the Greenway. They're going back to back American Conference Champion. Give me the Greenway. And they might solidify this up in another Negro Assist Bowl as the higher seed group of five team. Give me this Florida State. That against all the odds, against how I feel. Give me Florida State. Over Louisville, somehow, some way, the Seminoles would do just enough to win that game to get 13 and 0, and probably get themselves into the CFP playoff. Because so far, I'm going card right now, and I think by me going card right now, I think Florida State gets in because everything that needs, everything else that needs to happen for them not to get in won't happen. Because you know, I'm taking Michigan. Michigan's going to destroy Iowa. I know Iowa got a defense. But damn it, they don't score enough damn points. And and Michigan just is as physical as Iowa. So Iowa finna get finna get ramrodded by the Michigan Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh's return, okay? That's what it's gonna be, all right? That's what it's gonna happen, okay? Those are my championship picks, okay? And that's all I got for you. Like I said, hey, you got my picks, you got my thoughts, you got my takes and all that good stuff. So for bearing down the gridiron, I'll see y'all later, and uh, we'll see how conference championship goes, and we'll see what the CFP did, and who's in, who's out, who's in New York City, and who's not. And outside of that, we'll see y'all later. The Playmaker, signing out. You just experienced bearing down the gridiron, hosted by Donnell, the Playmaker Silence, in collaboration with our Brothers Football. Bear Down the Gridiron is sponsored by Liz, Fanatics, and Paramount Plus. If you enjoyed today's show and would like to make a donation, you can donate via Cash App at dollar sign D Playmakers at dollar sign D Playmakers. Remember, Bearing Down the Gridiron is available on all podcast directories, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. And for Apple Podcast lovers, leave us a rating review. Let us know what you enjoy about today's episode that you're listening to. Tune in again next time for more Bearing Down the Gridiron, hosted by The Playmate.